When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Road and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. All right, guys, Monday afternoon here, a little special drop-in podcast for you today. Many of you saw last week the Kansas State game, the iconic Jeff Van Gundy was in attendance. He has been around Iowa State's program a lot. He is a good friend of head coach TJ Otzelberger's. And I caught up with Coach Van Gundy this morning for about 15 minutes, 20 minutes to get his insight on this Iowa State program and everything you are watching in front of us. This is really cool, a thrill of mine. I'm a huge Jeff Van Gundy fan, so it was really a great opportunity to get to talk to him. Uh, let's hear from him right now. Uh, my interview with ESPN commentator, former NBA head coach, Jeff Van Gundy. All right, well, this is cool. A uh, guy who I, I grew up watching, Coach, and now um, obviously one of the, I, I think, uh, Coach Van Gunny, I'm not trying to butter you up. I think you're one of the best broadcasters out there right now, and you also have a tie to the Cyclones, which is kind of cool. So thank you so much for taking a few minutes for us today. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing very, very well. Well, you, so I've known that you and TJ had a relationship for quite some time, uh, but that I, I don't think a lot of fans did. Saw you on the broadcast the other day, and I started getting peppered with questions, and I was like, oh, let's see if Coach Van Gundy will take a few minutes to talk about it. So how did you become associated, I guess, with, with TJ Otzelberger? When did this relationship start? So... I have a great friend here in Houston named Chris Lohman. He's a lawyer here in Houston. And anyway, he grew up in Ames and he's a diehard Iowa State grad, fervent fan, season ticket holder, football, basketball. Anyway, he was going up to Ames when TJ was working for Coach Prome. And he wanted to know if I wanted to go up with him and maybe watch practice. And so he reached out. Uh, I believe to TJ just sort of blindly didn't know him and asked him if it would be all right if we came to practice. And so we went to practice. I got to know uh, TJ. We went out to dinner, loved 
Coach Prome and TJ. And then when TJ left, uh, we stayed in, in contact. I, we visited him at South Dakota State and then at UNLV and now, you know, back at Iowa State. And he's a great, great coach and a tremendous friend. And I really like, um, you know, talking basketball with him. But more importantly, just watching how he runs the entirety of his program. Yeah, it, it's inter- what's interesting to me about this coach is, I mean, you've 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 been at such a high level for so long, and I mean, I'm sure you get opportunities all the time, right? To, I mean, coaches would love to have you come and give them insight on the program and stuff. What has drawn you to, I guess, TJ to keep that relationship going and to to continue this this relationship the way that it has? I think TJ is the type of friend that is a, uh, he's a giver, you know, he's, uh, he, he probably does more for me, gives me more thoughts of, you know, if I was ever in his position of coaching in college basketball, like, you know, what, how to do it, how to do it well and how to do it, um, with, while retaining your, uh, integrity and in coaching confidence. Right. So, mm-hmm. Um, he's just a giver like by nature. And so I, I, I just really enjoy, uh, like not only spending time with him, I love his staff, great guys. Uh, and, and the players to me are, you know, they're men of character and I've enjoyed, you know, getting to know them a little bit, but also watching them, you know, compete at a high level, not just winning, you know, important games, but the day to day, you know, they practice in the morning. These guys have enthusiasm, you know, they don't wake up, uh, and come into the, the practice gym, you know, yawning, they come in there with great energy. It's really just a, an absolutely pleasure to watch everybody in that operation perform at an extremely high level. So you you knew TJ before he was a head coach. I'm curious with all of your experience and background, where have you seen him grow the most as a as a basketball coach uh, from that you know that first practice when you walk into the Sukup facility in Ames to you know he's winning the conference championship in the Summit League to his time at UNLV to a sweet 16 run and now, you know, a threat to win the big 12 this year. Where, where has that growth come that you've been able to see? Well, I think where he is uh, tremendous is in his adaptability. So at South Dakota state, he had a great player, Mike Dom, and they were much more of an offensive team. Uh, defensively, they were much more conservative because they really weren't the type of athletes to get out there and force turnovers. At UNLV, you get a different uh, type of player. And I thought everything in his structure, uh, practice-wise, uh, was much longer, more, de- more like just harder. Like, um, And then I thought when he came to Iowa State, because he had such a great feel for what Iowa State and the Big 12 was about, he again readapted and now they become this 
you know, heavy, no middle defensive turn people over team and all that, all the while doing that in season, they have to be one of the teams that gives the most times off. Like they're very, very judicious in how much contact they, they have in practice in season. And he makes sure they're like, they have uh, the requisite energy to play exceptionally well in the hardest league in America and the most physical league in America. So I think he's always stood for the same core values and their beliefs have always been the same, but his adaptability to the talent at hand and how that those groups best operate have changed and continue to evolve. And they've done so pretty dramatically. So I give him such great credit for uh, keeping the core values, but being very adaptable. How do you think it will look next year? Because I so I cover the program, but I'm I'm like one of the I'm openly a Cyclone fan too, right? And they've got these recruiting classes coming in, and I I think it'll be a great challenge for Coach in that program too. Now where because the the first two years, and I'm not going to write anything off this year. They got a great team, and they could do a lot of great things here coming up. But it's it's kind of like oh, you're picked at the bottom of the league. Nobody's expecting anything. We're going to grind it out and we're going to play harder because we don't have as much talent. But then next year and the year after that, they've got like real NBA type talent uh, coming into the program. I, I kind of feel like we'll have to see another like version of this at adapting that you're talking about. Do you agree? Well, I think first of all, everybody, I think recruiting and, and finding the right players is at the very basic core of why teams succeed or fail. It's very, it's very rarely that a guy who has risen to the, a Big 12 job at any of the jobs um, in the Big 12 would fail because they don't know enough basketball mm-hmm. or don't know how to teach basketball. It's going to be about do the pieces fit and are they good enough? And I think we all everyone that cares deeply about a particular college team has to temper how much they expect out of young players, regardless of where they're ranked. Right. And so I think what uh, Iowa state in the last couple of years has been is they've been tough. They've been gritty. They've been coachable and they've been older. And this year in particular, they have, you know, the St. Bonaventure guys added with Kelsher and Koontz and Grill, they, they have an older core. And so I think trying to mesh, you know, good young players with, with talent and potential and trying to win in the big 12 where teams are a little bit older and, and more experienced. I think trying to find the right balance is going to be a challenge. And I think every year in the era of college athletics that you you're observing today, you start from scratch every year. And I think finding guys who have great talent and who have coachability 
and they have work habits. I think, again, you don't know. The best phrase I ever learned in sports is we'll see. <laughs> and I think we'll see is it will serve everybody well because you just don't know. Is it, is it an advantage for you? You use the word adaptability with coach Otzelberger. Uh, it seems like a real plus, I mean, in, in any aspect of life, but especially in college basketball in 2023. Cause I just, I look at, I was, I've always been a great admirer of Lon Kruger, one of my all time favorite sports figures. And he was just kind of like, yeah, I just, this isn't for me anymore. And he, and he knew that in this new era was going to be really tough. I mean, is that, is that adaptability you talk about coach Van Gundy? Is that almost the, uh, I mean, how, where do you rank that as far as a asset for a coach, you know, going to the new decade of college basketball? Well, I think adaptability is absolutely crucial, but I think you have to add the addendum while retaining high standards and the values that you believe are integral to having a winning team. Adaptability, just giving in and lowering your standards, that's not, that, that's not the, the trick. The trick is to be adaptable while retaining high, high standards. And at, at some point, I, I could understand why, why all the newness that surrounds college athletics at the division one level, it could be wearing and it could be, you know, frustrating. And I think, you know, just taking the Tyrese Hunter situation last year where, you know, you do so like the guy has a great freshman year and I really don't know what his reasons were, um, but he decides to move on you could be frustrated. You could be worn down by those type of decisions, or you could, you know, bounce back and persevere and go find the next best options. And that's exactly what, you know, Iowa state did. And I think the quicker you get on to what's next after a hard defeat or a, a, a lost player like Tyrese Hunter, uh, the better you're going to have a chance to lead a group in highly volatile times. And these are highly volatile times. And there's going to be another thing probably that comes up in the next six months. Um, you know, they've had massive injuries this year. They've, and I think when you're in a leadership position, the steadiness, and the rock solidness of your belief that no matter what comes our way, we're going to have an answer and we're going to figure it out together. I think that's been the hallmark so far of what TJ and his staff have been able to accomplish. All right. So coach, but just put on your cyclone fan hat here as we wrap this up, where do you think this team, <laughs> you already used the term. We'll see. I'm not going to let you do that. How, how does this season end for our cyclones? Uh, well, you'll never get me to make a prediction <laughs> on something that is, you know, can, is so volatile, right? So yeah, they're coming it. off a hard, uh, difficult loss to Missouri. I thought Missouri played great. 
and they're going down uh, tonight to a team that doesn't have a league win, who I think is good. Yeah. And so the Big 12, to me, there are no upsets. There, there just aren't. Like I get it. Every, everybody's pretty good. Now, I, I think where it all starts is you want to qualify for the NCAA tournament. Yes, you would like to win a league uh, league regular season title. You'd like to win the league tournament. But I think as you're building a program, qualifying qualifying for the NCAA tournament um, is where it starts. And and if they do that again after last year doing what they did, then they'll give themselves a chance. And I know this: when you play them, and you haven't felt that pressure, it is real. And I think they don't take a backseat to anyone in a tournament game. So at some point, could I see them winning a national championship? Absolutely. Is it this year? Who knows? Why would you limit yourself uh, in your belief when you have the core values of hard work and connectedness and team first, which they display on an every night basis. Now they're offensively challenged on some nights. They don't have a lot of, you know, shot creators, but I believe in how they go about their business. I believe in their coaching staff in TJ. And I believe in the character of the guys they have on the team. So I would never limit them and what they can accomplish. And I certainly wouldn't burden them with undue expectations. But what I can say is if they qualify for the NCAA tournament, they're going to be a difficult out. Last thing, Coach, I, I do some play-by-play for them. every. I'm, I'm kind of the B team, so when the other guys are on football and whatnot, and my color guy is an old Iowa State player. He's played overseas um, professionally and whatnot. And he told me we were watching him do shoot-around at their preseason tournament. This was last year in Brooklyn. And my 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 friend and colleague was like, I've never seen – he says they, they practice harder in shoot-around than we did – you know, in preseason camp, uh, this is the day of the game. Do you, does it pop for you like that when you watch Iowa state practice as well? I'm just curious. Well, I think what I, the, the thing that stands out to me when I watch Iowa state practice is how intentional they are in everything they do. I think most, I I think most teams practice hard. I think most teams um, are very, very well coached. But I think the differences in teams are how much they're committed to winning and doing the hard things, which I think Iowa State is committed to doing the hard things. And they're not concerned in practice with – how it looks. Some games you're going to look pretty and win other ways, other games, it's going to be more of a rock fight and you win. I think their diligence to doing winning things stands out in practice. The attention to detail is great. And the intent to win above all else stands out. And when you do that, you're going to give yourself a chance to play your very best. Now your very best on in some games isn't good enough. You get outplayed or you don't shoot the ball well. You know, we saw that in Missouri. I thought Missouri was outstanding the other night, and they beat a really good Iowa State team. But 
I love the way, uh, I just love their diligence, their diligence and their efforts towards um, winning and coachability. I, I just, listen, the way they practice, you're, you, you, when you look at them practice, you understand why they're in position to win as many hard-fought one-possession games as they do. And I think they should be very, very proud uh, of the first year and a half together. They've accomplished a lot of great things. Well, Coach, it's fun seeing you around. Hopefully, we'll if we don't catch you names this year, maybe we'll see it at an NCAA tournament stop. And uh, thanks for thank you so much for your time today. This was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Go Cyclones. All right. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. There you go. The great Jeff Van Gundy talking Iowa State basketball. It's a beautiful thing. Appreciate that. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, 8 o'clock tip tonight. We'll see what happens. Thanks a lot. Have a great rest of your Monday.